We're back. Another week of the mush. Corey Gibson, Adam Gorney, John Garcia. Uh, much better week from everyone. I think uh, it was like six and four. And uh, John, you might have went 500 on the week, maybe four and six, but slowly. Much, much better. Slowly. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just trying to get to 500 total now as the uh, for the overalls. Um, let's jump right into it. Number four, Florida State going to Clemson, a two and a half point favorite. Yeah, uh, we're going to start with a big one here, and this is definitely maybe uh, the second or third biggest of the whole weekend. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. I think it's going to be low scoring. Um, I don't think Clemson's going to has, – has an offense that can be quick fire. I think Florida State's defense is very good. I do wonder about Jordan Travis's injury, if he's hurt, if he's banged up a little bit. Um, that could make things interesting. I think a low-scoring game, this one really could go either way. In terms of how the public and, and, the, and the money is kind of on it, no real sign here. Um, only 14% of the public is on Clemson at home, though. So I don't love this pick. I think Florida State is the better team. I think over a long game, Florida State could probably win it. But Clemson at home um, in an early game, of which the public is kind of all over Florida State. I'm just going to side here with Clemson, but not really love the pick. I'll go the other way. Uh, obviously, Travis's injury is concerning, but I do think Florida State's got enough weaponry around him, Trey Benson, Wilson, certainly Keon Coleman, to push the ball down the field without him being that elusive runner that we've become uh, accustomed to. So I think FSU's offense can still steady the ship without a 100% Jordan Travis and and for me Clemson offensively it's kind of like Iowa I'm just like I gotta I gotta see it at this point so until I see it I'll go the other way give me Florida State I'm gonna go with Adam here I'm gonna go Clemson I know it burned me uh week one or two with Florida State I just don't love this football team I know it's hard to say with them being the number four team in the country but I think Clemson at home is uh is just gonna have to be the play for me so Rutgers is going to Michigan, a big line here, minus 24. I think both teams are still 3-0. So, Yeah, the interesting part here, again, is Michigan will win this football game. I, I have no doubt about it. But they have been terrible against uh, against the spread this year. I think that they – I don't think they've covered one game yet. The offense is not necessarily clicking, and I don't want to say as expected because I hate that term in recruiting, but – in in betting here, this was sort of get through these couple games, get through this this early part of the schedule, which really is a complete cupcake. I mean, East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. Then they have Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, and at Michigan State, Purdue. And their real season starts November 11th at Penn State. Then they go and then have Ohio State to finish the season. So they can continue to cruise, not show everything. I believe Harbaugh is back this week. If I'm wrong, tell me, but uh, that might provide a little bit of a spark here. But Rutgers is not a bad football team, and I cannot believe I'm saying that, um, but they are not terrible. So, you know, they they handled Virginia Tech last week, and again, a not, a not a good football team. They really sort of beat down Northwestern and Temple to start the season. There's a sharp bet on Rutgers. I think it's just too many points. I kind of see a 31-10 game. I'm going to go with the Scarlet Knights here. 
everything Adam said, co-sign. Uh, and Gavin Wibbsit is is playing his ass off for Rutgers. So legit dual threat. Those guys keep it exciting, keep the defense guessing a little bit, and I think it keeps – uh, the possession with Rutgers a little bit more than the Michigan's opponents uh, thus far. So yeah, give me RU. When we before we started the podcast, I wanted to go Michigan here, and I just keep thinking about the UNLV game and how they were blowing them out, and then UNLV scored at the very last second, and they blew the spread. And yeah. I think that's exactly what's going to happen here again. They're going to win this game. They're going to coast at the very end. Rutgers will do something to cover. So give me Rutgers. All right, uh, we got Oklahoma. Going to Cincinnati and the uh, 14 and a half point favorite. Yeah, this is actually one of the like more interesting games of the week um, because Oklahoma has completely cruised early in the season. Um, I think that they've looked really much better than a lot of people expected. Um, the offense is clicking. The number is weird because it's only at 57 and a half. And if you think you're going to Oklahoma is going to go in there and blow them out. Um, you would think that the over-under would be higher. Oklahoma hasn't really played anybody. SMU is a pretty decent football team, but I still don't think of the caliber of Cincinnati, and it was in Norman, and it was low scoring. Let's not forget that was only a 28-11 football game, not a real thriller. Um, there is a sharp bet on Cincinnati. This is a flip situation. I do think Oklahoma wins the game. Um, but I'm going to take the Bearcats here, laying two more than two touchdowns. Yeah, that hook is is certainly something to look at. Um, I'm going to go the other way, though. I, I think this Oklahoma offense is going to travel. Dylan Gabriel's in complete control. He's got Jackson Arnold on his heels. So I think that promotes a fast start. And, and kind of surprisingly, that Oklahoma defense has been really good thus far. Like you mentioned, not great competition to date, but – We've seen lesser programs torch the Sooners over the last few years. So I think that Oklahoma defense will keep an underwhelming Cincinnati at bay. They have not looked great uh, post-Luke Fickle. So I think Oklahoma goes in and handles business. Yeah, I'm going to take the Sooners here too. I believe Cincinnati's quarterback is uh, super senior Emory Jones, right? Emory Jones, yep. yeah. Yeah, well, I, I was a big fan of back in the day. But uh, Oklahoma is just – they're. They're looking good. They're firing. They proved me wrong early in the year when they blew out. Um, who what was that first game? It was like 63 nothing. They proved us all wrong. So I'll just ride with the Sooners. Um, give me Oklahoma. All right. Everyone's favorite game of the week. All eyes will probably be right here. Coach Prime going to Oregon, minus 20 and a half. Yeah, if, if I have two games of the week, uh, this is 1B. I, I do have a 1A that I will give out later. Everyone has to wait for the end, the big the big reveal. Um, but UNLV. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's actually even worse than UNLV, which is unbelievable. Um, but uh, I'm taking Oregon here. This has been set up as, as perfectly as a bet could possibly be. Everything as I, as I am is an average better is setting up here for Oregon. Sharp bet. There's a big money bet. Whatever pro system means, a top expert is taking Oregon, and the public loves Colorado. But they looked horrible against Colorado State last last week. This line probably would have been 28 if they lost that game to Colorado State, of which they should have lost that game because Colorado State was the better team. 
The team is a little beat up. Who knows how Shador Sanders feels? He doesn't have Travis Hunter. We'll see. But this is all setting up for 42-14 Oregon. I'm taking the Ducks, and it's my second play of the week. I'm following boss here. Uh, this is the Bo Nix get into the Heisman conversation for real game. Um, I think, like you said, it's it's all been built up for Colorado, but they're going on the road. Allison will be nuts, and this will be totally different than anything that that Colorado has experienced. You know, they're going to have to run two minute. They're going to have to try to figure out signals in that crowd. I, I just think the Oregon defense is better than it's been it's been given credit for, and that offense is absolutely bananas with with Bo Nix and company so yeah I think Oregon runs it up on purpose with Dan Lanning Tosh Lupoy and those guys I think this is a statement for Oregon and Bo Nix in particular so the Ducks roll beyond uh, 21 points here so if you guys uh, are loyal listeners to the uh, the podcast you would know that my rule on Colorado is I always take them at home or at least suggest it so I have to stick with it they also look like Gorney said they look terrible against Colorado State I, when they weren't going to cover at that point, I was actually kind of rooting for Colorado State because it was just like a cool underdog. They're playing hard, and uh, they're just kind of proving everyone wrong. But give me, give me Oregon. I think they're just gonna. I think John said it correctly as well. They're just gonna blow them out. And they're just gonna keep going. They want to prove everyone, and uh, Bo Nix is gonna try to prove something too. So, all right, Ole Miss going to Alabama minus seven. Probably one of the most interesting games of the week just because it's just a lot of question marks everywhere. Yeah, this is a tough one for me because, you know, my my gut instinct, my significant gut instinct is to just take Alabama at home, especially when everyone's kind of questioning them and, you know, they haven't looked good and, and all of those kinds of things. And Alabama's 13-1 and one straight up in their last 14 games when they play at home against Ole Miss, but I'm going to take the rebels here. Uh, I don't love the pick. I'm, I don't trust lane in this situation. Him saying that, you know, T Rob is calling the defense instead of Kevin Steele. I don't know what's behind that. I don't know why he's really doing it. Um, there's a sharp bet on Ole Miss. I think that offense is far more stable. Uh, Alabama looked terrible last weekend against South Florida. I know that there was rain and it was choppy and they went off the field and came back on and all of those kinds of things. I think this is a 35-31 kind of game and I'm going to take Ole Miss. It could go either way. I can't believe I'm agreeing with you, but I am. Bama's funky. I mean, there's no – if it was any other uniform, right, you would you would just bail on them at this point. Jalen Milrose back apparently um, because the other guys were horrible and they have no choice but to pivot back. Yeah. It is it's funky and, and Ole Miss. I, I think the the thing about Ole Miss is this could be the best offense that Lane Kiffin has had there. It's not reliant on any one guy. Jackson Dart is playing out of his mind, but you know Judkins was banged up. Their top receiver was out last week. Didn't matter. They still rolled. Georgia Tech and, and cost me in that bet. So I'm not going to fall for that again. I, I do think Lane gets his big historic win ahead of, you know, privately campaigning for the job when Saban is done. This is this is Ole Miss's Super Bowl, and they finally get over the hump against Alabama, and the Bama questions don't go away here. So seven points is, is just a bonus here, but I think Ole Miss can win it straight up. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go against you guys. I'm actually just gonna play it safe. Saban's always good against his uh, former assistants. I, I mean, I thought Milrow was fine in the Texas game. I mean, I know he had some bad picks, and I just thought that defense was the was really the issue. And I know Ole Miss's offense is very, very good, but I'll just take Alabama at home. Play it safe. All right with Saban. Go get you guys. So, all right, UCLA going to Utah. Utah five and a half. Yeah, this is actually one of the under rate under the radar like really great games of the week. I think it's going to be a very well played game, a very interesting situation. Um, but I think UCLA is actually pretty good. Um, I think Chip Kelly has this team rolling. Dante he loves Dante more. He's given him the reins to this team, and uh, Dante Moore might be the best quarterback in the country, of which we discussed last year in terms of freshmen. Um, he's just not super flashy, and his name isn't Arch Manning, and he doesn't have uncles who are some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So um, I this situation is difficult because Dante Moore has never seen something like this. Utah is going to be amped up, and it's going to be a tight game. But I'm going to take the five-star freshman over the backup walk-on um, in this spot. Florida came in super flat and looked bad against Utah. I don't think UCLA does. I'm going to take the six. There's a sharp bet on them. It's a flip situation. I actually really sort of like UCLA in this game to win straight up. This is one of the tougher games to pick. It seems like they all are this week because um, do you go with – the freshman going on the road in a crazy environment and all of that, or do you go with a team that's known for defense and shutting down that specific type of, of player in the past? You know, I tend to lean on, on defense in these scenarios. So I think I'm going to do that. There was some buzz that cam rising could come back for this game as of this recording. It doesn't look like it's going to happen, which, which kind of makes it that much harder, more of a coin flip for me. Um, but I think Utah is going to take care of business and, and can continue to prove that there is as strong a defense as, and as well coached a program as there is. But I do not feel good about this, but I, I will take Utah on this side. John, I totally agree with you. My head really wants to take UCLA. They look really good. Big fan of Dante Moore. But Utah at home is very, very hard. That Those fans rumble that stadium. I don't know. I mean, we've seen Dante a bunch. He's calm, cool, collective at all times, but it's hard when you can't even hear yourself talking. And Utah burned me earlier this year with the Florida game, so I'll just play it safe there. I'm just going to go Utah at home. I think it'll just be like a seven-point, but uh, I, I kind of actually like Utah more. I mean, sorry, uh, UCLA, but I'm going to go Utah. Yeah, U Utah 17-1 and one straight up in their last 18 games at home, 5-1 and one against the spread playing UCLA. That, those are tough numbers to overcome, but I'm sticking with the Bruins. They always say it's like one of the hardest places to play. Like, yeah, like it competes yeah. with all the SEC schools. So we'll move on. Uh, Oregon State going to Washington State, and Washington State actually gets three points here at home. Yeah, this is um, this is a game that I'm definitely going to watch, and it typically isn't uh, on the on the calendar. Um, but this has a lot of interesting storylines. I think it's actually going to be a very good game. Um, you know, it's later in the day. So by then I might be fed up with some stuff, but it is Penn State, Iowa time too. So maybe I'll catch the first quarter before I start getting really fired up for the Knits. Uh, I'm going to take Oregon State. 
And again, I'm going on a, a team on the road in a tough place to play in what should be a pretty cool environment. It's not a big stadium, but it's always a tough place to play, um, even for those Pacific Northwest teams. I just think Oregon State's really, really good. I'm not entirely sold on Washington State yet, even though they beat Wisconsin. That was almost a, a nearly impossible situation for Wisconsin to go in there and play well. Um, there is a sharp bet on Washington State, but a flip. The public loves the home dog here. I'm taking DJ on the road. It's basically a toss up here. If if I lose by, you know, if I if it's 28-27 or 35-34, then I'm willing to risk those points. This is basically a pick 'em. I'm going to take the Beavs. Yeah, I'm right with you, AG. Uh, I just think Washington State's been surprisingly good out of the gates. Cam Ward's been great. Uh, that defense has been better than we expect, but Oregon State is, is just a complete team. That defense brings a lot more to the table. We know defense travels. And, yeah, this is the first, hey, let's check in on DJ Uyangale game of the season. And I think he's going to live up to that. He's taking more shots down the field. Um, he's not turning it over much. I, I like where he's at as a quarterback. And I think head-to-head -head with Cam Ward, he's the difference for the Beavers. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take them on the road as well. I have no idea. I've been looking at the score. I have no idea. I'm just going to have to go with my gut here. I'm going to go Washington State. I know this is going to sound crazy, and this is my once-a-week Joe versus expert thing, but I always feel like Washington State Stadium plays really big, like on the field. Like like sideline to sideline just feels like 500 yards. Like every throw feels long. Like Gordy said, the stadium is weirdly hard to play in. It's in the middle of nowhere. And Oregon State has looked good. I don't – I think DJ's had some – picks here and there in the game and i'll just i'll just play it safe uh, i'll just take the points here at home you never know real quick for those watching and betting this pacific northwest clash <laughs> oregon state nine and one ats in their last 10 games so vegas is kind of baiting it but washington state's eight and one straight up in their last nine times playing oregon state so I don't know, maybe a little bit of a number here. We'll see. I mean, this is kind of an kind of a game that I'll probably stay away from unless the flip stays in intact. But uh, you know the rule. Always got all the rules. All right, uh, Iowa going to Penn State. Penn State fourteen and a half point favorite. Is this the the whiteout game or this is the famous game? This is oh, the yeah. whiteout. Yeah, this is the whiteout because. Uh, my wife and I talked about actually going to the Michigan game this season, but it's a it's the not it's the noon kickoff, and it's like no tailgating situation, flying across the country, getting up early on a set. I, I I'm just not into it. So uh, this is an interesting game, and in terms of a bet, um, I'll probably take Penn State here, not because of my affiliations, but. Uh, there is a sharp bet on them, uh, and the numbers really aren't playing anything out. The public sort of likes Iowa a little more, probably six to four. Uh, the bets are following the same way. They're probably liking that number 14 and a half with the hook. Um, this is an Iowa team, though, and I'm going to say it. That has an eye on the number, baby, because they scored against Western Michigan last weekend with like four seconds to go in a very un-Kirk Ferentz situation where he could have just knelt down against the Western Michigan team that was getting rocked. But that touchdown covered the number. So don't tell me 
um, that that isn't being considered or watched or looked at. I know Brian Ferentz's money is tied to how many points they score. And so that's obviously an interesting situation. Um, but that was very curious last week. That was like almost Rams level kicking the field goal to cover. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Uh, in With that situation as well. Uh, I don't know. That that was curious. And I've documented about three or four of these situations. Like when Penn State scored very late against West Virginia in a, a completely meaningless touchdown, that covered the number in the final seconds too. I'm not accusing anyone of anything. I'm just saying these these were things that never happened at Penn State or Iowa happened both in the first three weeks. I'm rambling here, but I'm taking Penn State white out. Iowa goes back to its traditional normal ways. Penn State's maybe a top five team in the country. They kind of win this one. 3517. Yeah, Penn State has has passed some interesting early tests. They've they've had to go in conference. They've had to go against West Virginia, as Adam mentioned, and, and that wasn't an easy game. Uh, that was the Super Bowl for the Mountaineers there. So I think they've passed some some big tests defensively. Drew Aller has hit the road already. So I think coming back home will be very comfortable for him. And that offense is rolling. They, they've scored 30 plus, I think, for the last year straight, it seems like. And that defense looks like another vintage Penn State defense that the front seven will absolutely hound Cade McNamara. And I just don't see Iowa getting near 20 points. And I don't think the Penn State number falls uh, too much over these next few games, especially in conference. This Penn State team feels like it's worth buying into. So uh, let me do so. I'll, I'll take Penn State minus 14 and a half. Yeah, Penn State's going to win this game 100% at home. But I, I think I was going to sneak it in. I, I think they're going to just cover barely. I don't know why. I like the new offense right now. I like the way they're looking. I mean, Penn State is a lot better football team, but I don't think we should sleep on Iowa with the points. Give me Iowa. Um, all right. Texas going to Baylor, 14 and a half. Yeah, an interesting game because apparently the board of regents or someone at Baylor told Dave Aranda that he need this is the game. If you're if you're going to win one game this year, it's got to be against Texas. No um, pressure. Yeah, the, but the uh, the uh, Baylor might not win one game this year. Uh, they're they're sort of a mess. They beat LIU Brooklyn, uh, which I believe is uh, colleague Clint Cosgrove's dad's team. Uh, but this is not LIU. This is Texas. It's a quirky game. I Texas, I, if, if I believe correctly, rarely plays well in Waco. I just don't think Baylor's very good. Um, so unless Texas really lays an egg, um, you know, I'm going to take Texas here just because I think Texas is very good, has a lot to play for, and the Zen magic of Redlands native Dave Aranda. Uh, Redlands, California is the town I live next to. I should be pulling for them, but this is about money, Dave, and I'm taking the long horns. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you here again. Um, I think Baylor's bad. Texas, you know, slow start after the Alabama high, which was sort of to be expected, but they they turned it up when they needed to. Um, so I, I do think Texas is for real. Again, defense playing better than than people give them credit for. And we know offensively they're they're just loaded. So this is a huge conference opener for these guys, and they know 
all of the numbers against Texas in the Big 12. They haven't won it in however many years. I think 09 was the last time. So this is the start of that part of, of their goal chasing, and it looks like Sark has those guys very focused on those things. So I don't think Texas overlooks anyone the rest of the way, including Baylor on the road, especially I think Texas covers. I was actually almost going to make this my lock of the week because the line seems a little low for what Baylor is a number three or te- sorry, excuse me, Texas at number three, but Baylor at home, but Texas has just been all over the place this season of just, I mean, they look great. And then other games are just like, I, I mean, just like, I don't know if they just stop trying. I don't know. I just, I just don't really trust Texas right now. Like, I mean, obviously they're going to win this game and I'll take Texas here, but I just don't know. I can't make this my lock though. I just don't know what's going to go on here, but give me the Longhorns. Um, yeah. All right. We made it. Final game. Ohio State going to Notre Dame, and Notre Dame gets three points. Yeah, I was actually sort of surprised that, uh, one, that they're getting points. Uh, two, that um, that the public loves them. I, I I can completely see that Notre Dame can win this game. Their offense has been very good. Um, But let's not forget going into the fourth quarter against NC state, really the only team that they've played with a pulse. This was a 24 17 game. Um, Navy is quirky and, and has a new coach, Tennessee state's a joke and central Michigan, their coach, I think John, if, if correct, was laying on a boat with a shark at one point. I don't don't (laughs) know. That cannot confirm nor deny. Can't confirm or deny that. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Ohio State here. I don't love the quarterback situation, but they're too talented. They're they have too many talented players um to go in there and lay an egg. I don't think, you know, the last I, I think the, the biggest game at Notre Dame since this game was probably Clemson a few years ago, where Trevor Lawrence had gotten knocked out with a concussion the week before. DJ came in and I think threw for like 400 yards. Um, but Notre Dame won that game. I just don't see it. Like maybe I'm just missing something. Uh, I just don't see how Ohio state loses this game. They are five and oh, straight up the last five times playing Notre Dame. It goes to six and oh, I can see, I could actually see probably a higher scoring game here. 38, 24, something like that. I'm taking the Buckeyes just off gut instinct. I hate to agree again, but I do. Um, Notre Dame doesn't win these games, right? It's 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 not the 80s anymore. Um, Notre Dame is the team that before Georgia went on their run, the, the biggest, you know, overhyped disappointment every year. It's probably them now. So it's kind of like Iowa's offense. They, they just got to show me. Go out and win the game, and I'll start I'll start picking you and, and jumping on the bandwagon. I like Sam Hartman. I like these these young DBs that Notre Dame has, but. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., Buka, all those guys, they, they, they've been holding out. And I think this is the breakout game. Prime time, th- this is when Ohio State shines brightest. And McCord has kind of slowly gotten better every single week, a little bit more comfortable. So, yeah, I, I could see a shootout here. That Notre Dame offensive line is a little vulnerable. NC State, is, as Gorney mentioned, is the only real team they've played. And they got after Hartman a good bit. Ohio State's front is better. Their defense, number three in the country, coming into the game. Defense travels. We keep saying it, so I'll take Ohio State here. All right. This is my big mush pick. This is my my lock of the week. I'm actually going to go Notre Dame plus three. Go. go against the the experts. 
rise up for the Joes. You know, I think it's uh, the veteran versus kind of like the rookie moment. I don't – I like I think John's right. He has gotten better, but I don't love the Ohio State quarterback situation going on there. I mean, those receivers are unbelievable. Their defense will obviously hold on. But Sam with the broken rib necklace, playing all that soft schedule, getting ready to go for this game, and they get three. I think it's going to come – Right down to the end, it probably might be Ohio State, but it could just come down to a field goal. And me and the mush, we'll just we'll cash in our ticket. That will be my lock of the week. Give me Notre Dame. Um, speaking of the locks, I believe I'm just am I the only one so far that had the lock? You guys have off the schedule locks. All right, John. Well, who's your lock? I'm trying to find one. I forgot. You go first. <laughs> Give me that mush pick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let oh, me paint a picture. Favorite. This is my favorite. Here we go. Yeah, let me paint a picture here. <laughs> the the lock of the week. If you're betting one game, you don't bet Ohio State Notre Dame. Vegas is all over the big games. You go to Amherst, Massachusetts, and you take the Minutemen and you load up on them big. UMass is the lock of the week, and here's why. Three and a half points. I'm going to give them New Mexico is coming off the most degrading, miserable loss to their in-state rival, New Mexico state. They lost by 10. They couldn't get their offense going. Now they have to travel across the country to play UMass Saturday afternoon. And there's a common opponent here, which is New Mexico state, which New Mexico lost to by 10 in the biggest game of the year for them. UMass in the season opener beat them by, let me look, 11. That's a 21-point swing right there. Uh, UMass is 1-3, so we're not loving them. They're not the next uh, Georgia here. But they lost to Auburn. They lost to Miami of Ohio, which is actually a good team, which beat Cincinnati last week. And they just lost to Eastern Michigan. So they're hungry. They're back home. And they're playing a wounded Lobos team that has to travel across the country. Everything, everything is pointing to them. Might I also add a sharp bet and a flip situation. New Mexico, the public is all over. There's one big bet on UMass. Probably only one bet total on this entire game. Well, now there's two because I'm taking the minute. I was going to make fun of you, Gorney, but you know my feeling. And John knows my feeling about New Mexico with the spread. So I'm with you there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Shout, shout out to who is Don Brown the coach there at UMass? Who's the coach? Don Brown. Don Brown. Yeah. I don't know how you digged up that game, Gorney, but I respect that. I respect that, to, that lock. That's a real expert pick right there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> shout out to, to the stash uh, of Don Brown. Look, I'll go ACC, a little bit more big boy ball. North Carolina going to pit. I know it was almost on our slate. Um, it's only seven points for the Tar Heels. They've looked really good offensively. Drake May still in the Heisman conversation. And Pitt has been awful. I mean, that West Virginia game should have been the, okay, let's let's write the ship event. Uh, and it wasn't. Phil Jerkovich in, in year 30 is, is still not a good quarterback. And uh, he was just named the starter for this game right before we came on the pod. So that was enough for me. Lock of the week, North Carolina going into Pitt, which will be empty, of course, uh, winning by double digits, not just seven. All right, you heard it first. This is The Mush, Corey Gibson, Adam Gorney, John Garcia Jr. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms, everyone's individual handle. Please also leave a comment. If you listen to the podcast, I always kind of go back through and ask the uh, 
the experts, what you guys say and and whatnot. So why not? But anyways, good luck to everyone this week. We'll see you next time.